0: Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans the daily podcast covering your favorite team the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA as a whole part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day available on iTunes Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Stitcher Spotify literally wherever you get your podcast from I'm your host Pelicans Insider credential member of the media and editor over at lockedonpelicans.com Jake Madison at NOLA Jake on Twitter here with y'all on this Thursday said we were going to go Tuesday Thursday Friday this week so we'll have one more show tomorrow but we've got some news today first looking like a season a little bit I've got the latest update on that where I think the hiccup or issue may be there is one but I think they can overcome this we've got some news on Zion being a movie star which is actually pretty cool as well and then I've got another what if for you uh, which is somewhat of a theme this week and last week so let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans So today's show brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. So we've got an update on the season stuff, and it sounds like we're going to get some basketball, and it seems like things are moving a little bit quicker than they were when we last spoke on Tuesday about all this. And I said I had felt more confident about the season starting up and getting more basketball back than I had been at any other point. And there was a period when I just didn't think that this was going to happen whatsoever so I'm very optimistic about what's going to be going on right now and I feel very very good about this and it sounds like Orlando and Walt Disney World is the front runner for everything and that's where they're going to kind of do this campus thing and it just seems like Orlando in Walt Disney World is better than Vegas there's going to be a positive test when this goes on and they think it'll just be fewer positive tests by being in Walt Disney World than say Las Vegas. NBA players are going to fly people out there. We know this, but I think it's maybe less of an incentive to do it at Walt Disney World than it would be in Vegas. Even if Vegas is shut down right now. And I don't know if they are or what have you. It's just look, there's more temptation there than there is unless you're the Lopez twins where there's probably more temptation in Walt Disney World than Las Vegas. So, it just kind of minimizes the risk as much as possible. It's never about getting the risk to zero, just getting that risk down as much as possible that you can continue with tracing and not shutting things down and just quarantining off guys who test positive. There almost assuredly would be a positive tests during all this so now the question becomes how many games of the regular season do you play and Tillman Fertitta had mentioned they want to play a certain amount of games so that you can get the regular season revenue from the tv deals by meeting the minimum amount of games required in there it might be 70 games which would give the Pelicans six games to make up that three and a half game deficit that they are in. So this is where I think there will be a sticking point. What incentive does a team like the Golden State Warriors have to play? Steph Curry is maybe a bit of an outlier on there. He's a guy who's max contract guy, will likely be a max contract guy on the next contract that he signs. He doesn't want the salary cap to drop, so playing and getting as many eyes on the game as possible is important for him. It's important for all of the guys at the top. And we've seen this when it comes to CBA negotiations. You've seen it with the NFL, too, most recently, that you have a divide between, you know, you have like strata in your players' group. Guys at the top make a lot more money. They kind of look for different things than the guys at the bottom who are just trying to hang on and stay in the league and make, you know, a little bit of money. So, this is where, you know, Steph Curry's going to come out and be like, yeah, I want to play, even though I'm on the worst team in the league and I have actually no, you know, this season, no incentive to do so. But what about other guys on that team that maybe don't want to go out and get hurt or guys who are going to be free agents that if you get hurt during all of this, it might impact you in free agency? Let the other players make up the 70 game minimum you know, that that you need and anything like that? Why do they need to take the risk in there? And that's where this could become a bit of a problem. You know, they need to play a certain amount of games. The owners are going to push for that. And what are the threats going to potentially be if players don't want to do that? And I think that is uh, the interesting thing. Or is it just do they play 70 games and then just kind of stop? But this is a lot of work. A lot of work to come back, train for six weeks to get six games, which six games is what? Two weeks worth? Three weeks worth at the most, if you really stretch it out. So it becomes about managing the short term and the long term. And this is why I believe the Players Association was starting to kind of put out feelers for are people on board with this? Are they not? And if they're not on board with this, we need to start working on convincing them and selling them on the idea right now. This was never about like, well, what if our guys say we don't want to do this? Well, then we won't. This was never going to be about that. It was going to be about finding the exact percentage out and then maybe kind of knowing who those players are and having your other players and other guys work on them to get them to buy into all of this. Because 100% they need to be going out and playing games and other people want that while some won't. And that's where you kind of have an issue in baseball right now with the players not being able to come to an agreement with the owners on how to make this work. And I'm not going to wade into that debate because I tend to fall on the side of the labor here, which is the players' side of things. But you might see that here. And you might see a big divide on the internal camp. you know. But if you get some of these top guys saying, yes, we want to play, it's great because they're looking out for their best interests. Are they necessarily looking out for the best interests of some of these other players? And I don't know if they are. Now, if you're the Pelicans... You know, what, what is there an incentive for you to do this? And that's a good question. Yeah, to get into the playoffs would be great. But I think we've all kind of moved on from this idea. And maybe you can tell me, let me know on Twitter if you disagree that, you know, it's not about making the playoffs anymore. That kind of stopped once we realized the season went on this long, long hiatus. Would it be nice to get some more basketball to get these guys a little bit more experience? Sure. But this isn't going to be like the real basketball. This is going to be really bad basketball, frankly, for a long time. Is this gonna be as important to Zion's development as it might be just to rest and chill and work with trainers and do all of that stuff and not risk an injury or anything that kind of comes out with that? That's the real question here. You know, their season isn't gonna make be made or broken by the by making the postseason and getting swept in the first round or getting knocked out in the first round. Though I do think their chances go up a little bit. But if you end up playing the Lakers, well, the Lakers are going to be in better shape than the Pelicans will be after this break because, frankly, uh, LeBron has more time to rest, which is just a good thing for him. So, the sticking point is definitely going to be players maybe being like, "Nah, I don't want to do this," uh, and we will see. But it's it's interesting, and I don't know where this is going to go. But they're going to play basketball. Like this is that's going to be the end result. There may be some fighting involved in this uh, between players and owners, players and players, and what have you. And there'll be some fallout from that, but they're going to play basketball. And as I'm recording this, I realize something comes through saying it's been 71 days. We all want to see it. Most of the players probably want it to some degree, but how strong and how powerful can be, can the group be that doesn't feel like they need to play or shouldn't play? That is the question. So we'll talk about Zion and another big one. what if in just a moment. But today's show brought to you by Built Bar. These things are awesome. I reordered last week. They are my daily lunch right now because they taste so damn good. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with unbelievable flavors. I just reordered uh, the, the coconut almond along with the uh, raspberry chocolate cream and the salted caramel. They straight up look like and taste like a candy bar, except they're great for you. They've got 20 grams of protein, 170 calories. There's some with 15 grams of protein and 110 calories. I use these right after I work out, and that's my lunch. They're perfect. They are, one, and they're also covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft, easy to chew. You don't need to feel like you gotta chug down a bottle of water or something like that to kind of get through eating these things. I've tried other bars, and like there's some that I've found that are fine. I, you know, if I can get it better than just fine and go to great, amazing, and I did with these. Uh, Built bars, literally, they sent me a free box of bars to try, and then I liked them so much that I ordered and paid for myself another box of bars using promo code LOCKED ON, which you can do to get $10 off your first order over at BuiltBar.com. Again, that's promo code LOCKED ON for $10 off over at BuiltBar.com. I'm serious. I eat these daily. Give them a try. BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED ON. So cool news coming out around Zion Williamson for off-the-court stuff that also has some sort of on-the-court stuff to it. And that was Spike Lee coming out and saying, you know, he'd like to consider Zion Williamson for doing either a remake or a sequel to He Got Game, the movie that Ray Allen starred in as Jesus Shuttlesworth alongside Denzel Washington. This is cool. And again, this makes you feel really good after all the Anthony Davis stuff we've been seeing. Zion pick up endorsement deals basically left and right. The Jordan brand, Gatorade, NBA Two K, Panini, the like digital trading cards, and that's just some of them. There are more. There's a reason he's getting sued for a hundred million by a former marketing agent who wants some sort of you know wants a part of this, and that's because he's very marketable. And this is all before he'd even played a game in the NBA. He's that personable of a guy. His smile is infectious. All of that stuff. Just very different from Anthony Davis. AD who wanted to go to a bigger market to raise his profile. And cool. He's got some Lay's chip shoes and that's about it. And he's got his like jalapeno flavor Lay's and, and what have you. It's been fine. He does motor oil too, I think. Cool. No big deal. But this kind of, I think... You know where the city of New Orleans kind of gets shit on at times as a basketball city and as a place for for some athletes. It feels bad. You know you've heard Phil Jackson say some things in the past. You've heard others as well. This shows that it's you can be in the city of New Orleans and be just fine. It's more the person, not the city, that makes or breaks it. So Zion being considered for this. Is really freaking cool. I think he has some role in Space Jam. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure, um, though. I'm sure everyone kind of wants to keep him away from LeBron and Anthony Davis and all of that. This is just kind of one of those things. It shows you that AD. I was approached this. In such a wrong way that if he went out of his way to be a more personable guy, to kind of own his actions and have more fun than he seemed to have here, that it would work. You know, AD's not boring. He would have parties at his house. He liked playing cards a lot. But he wasn't kind of on the same level as... Zion was you know you didn't see him at LSU games you didn't see him at Tulane games you never saw him going into the boot and all of that that's kind of what's going to get people to really like Zion and whether that's Zion doing it himself or maybe better marketing around him or the Pels as an organization with kind of a new fresh face and being run in a different way with David Griffin has something to do with it who knows but it kind of shows you that Anthony Davis missed the boat on a lot of this stuff. It's not a knock on him. He can do whatever he wants. He's a basketball player who's getting paid a ton of money. He is just, just fine here. Uh, And he's got enough endorsements. But if you want to kind of be a global brand, it's not the city you play in. It's who you are. And you're seeing that from Zion Williamson, and it's kind of justifying a lot of what Pelicans fans have felt the past couple of years with Anthony Davis when, like, you know, everything kind of started in motion, him signing with Clutch and all that, about, like, leaving. And it was for all of this other stuff. You could have had that all here and not gotten a fan base to hate you. Now, maybe you did want to live in a different place and didn't want to live in New Orleans. And, you know, who cares about all of that? Um, But you could have done it differently. He decided not to. But Zion is definitely doing it the right way. Whether that's just coming naturally to him or being pushed in that way by, you know, reps and agents and all that. doesn't matter. He's doing it the right way. Point where now you're being considered for one of, you know, one of the best basketball movies of all time. Very cool to see. Very good for Zion. It's got to make you feel very good about everything and his chances of staying here in New Orleans. Partially, too, as long as the team wins. There's no other excuses for him not to be here other than eventually winning a bunch. That's it. You've got everything else, which is good. You eliminate one reason why maybe, maybe he would leave. So cool to see. Happy about it. Good for Zion. Now, let's get a move when, you know, maybe when they start making movies again, which is going to still probably be a little bit. We'll get to see him out there on the silver screen. So before we go into a what if scenario today's show, also brought to you by Blinkist. This has been my secret weapon during this quarantine. It's easy just to kind of lay around the couch, play video games, which I do, don't get me wrong, but you also want to use this time to kind of come out better than maybe where you went in, depending on your situation, what you're capable of doing. Blinkist is a really easy way to do it. And like I said, it's really been my secret weapon. You have plenty of time to sit down, read, learn more, but it's tough to motivate yourself to do that. So if you can condense all of that down to 15 minutes. Most people are able to muster up the self-motivation for that, and that's where Blinkist comes in because it's so unique. It's going to work on your phone, your tablet, your web browser, and Blinkist takes the best, the key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now, and it's got a massive library uh, that's growing basically daily from self-help, business, health, history books, what have you. Blinkist has the latest t- titles from best Lists, as well as the classic non-fiction titles you always meant to read but never had time to. And so with Blinkist, you'll get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed non-fiction books. Basically, so you listen to it and you can start using the information and the knowledge you just learned right away. It's not going to take you a week to read a book. You can listen to this and start using it and practice what you learned that same day. So with Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want and all for one low price. And right now for a limited time Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to blinkist.com/nba, try it free for 7 days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, blinkist.com/nba to start your 7-day free trial. You'll also save 25% off but only when you sign up at blinkist.com/nba. So I've got an interesting what-if scenario for you. We've talked about other ones. You know, what if uh, Chris Paul, you know, was traded to the Warriors? We've talked about what if Gary Schwest bought the team? Uh, That's the scary one. Here's another one for you that kind of goes back to around that same time frame. What if David West never gets hurt and doesn't tear his ACL in that game against Utah? And the Pelicans go on and potentially, you know, what happens? They had just traded for Carl Landry right around the trade deadline before that. So they had a little bit of depth there, which let them weather that David West injury more so than they would have otherwise. But what if he had never gotten hurt? And that's an interesting one because things could, could have turned out very different. You know, they took the Lakers to six games in the first round and played them pretty tough. If you had David West into that mix, they might be able to win. I don't know, you know, again, maybe, maybe not, but that was a pretty decent team. I had them ranked pretty high because I thought they were better than maybe some of the other playoff teams we thought, particularly for how they played that team in the first round. You had David West into that. Do you win in seven? I think it's a very realistic possibility. And then you advance to the next round of the playoffs. You're not going to win the title that year. But if you look at this and then wonder what might have happened, it gets interesting. Does Chris Paul still want out? You know, so the first question would be, I guess, before we even get to that is, does David West then re-sign with the team? Now, you had the ownership situation where the NBA owned it and all of that going on all at once, and that's nothing good. But they could have re-signed David West. And does him not being injured make you feel better about giving him a three, four-year deal? He signed for two years uh, with the Indiana Pacers at that point. It's not bad. Two years, $9 million, I think, is what it was, something like that. Maybe it was more. But, you know, you could have easily matched that deal or given him an extra year. And if he's not injured, you feel pretty good about it. At the time, he's basically a top-two player, him and Chris Paul, in franchise history. So you likely try and re-sign him. And then if he does re-sign, does Chris Paul want to out? Does he want to be traded to the Lakers, though, eventually to the Clippers? If he doesn't, you retain both David West, Chris Paul, and kind of that roster... You never have a chance at Anthony Davis then because it was that Chris Paul deal that, you know, brought in the return for it and then they weren't good next year and all of that because Eric Gordon didn't play a ton. You don't get Anthony Davis. It probably extends into the future of well, you don't get Zion, but who knows, you know, the further back you go on one of these what ifs, the more kind of tree branches sprout from the trunk that are like weird scenarios. So it's. Uh, interesting one to think about. Would you kind of be happy with re-signing David West, winning a first-round playoff series against the Lakers, which would have felt really good. Let's not lie there. And then keeping Chris Paul, but knowing you don't have Zion now. And I don't think anyone, you know, looking back with twenty twenty eyes is going to say, yeah, let's do that. But it's an interesting one to think about a little bit. That if he doesn't get hurt, he... There's a good chance he resigns. I don't think it was 100% set in stone. And with the ownership situation going on, maybe they weren't going to be here regardless, so it doesn't even matter. But we don't know that. That's why it's a what if here, and it's just kind of one of those weird ones. And then what happens from all of that, that if you can kind of keep Chris Paul... David West try and maybe swing another trade or two to bring in somebody. You know, Doug was kind of good at that part at the very least. What if, you know, a couple of years later, you do bring in a guy like DeMarcus Cousins or what have you? It's an intriguing idea, and we don't know how it would have gone, but I don't think we'd be looking at a situation where we are today, and this would be dramatically different. But if David West doesn't get hurt, I can see the Pelicans winning that playoff series against the Lakers, and if he if they do that, they probably try and bring everyone back. That future for that team kind of looked pretty good, and you would have felt pretty happy about a lot of that, but ultimately, he did get hurt. In that game against utah was that the game that uh, okafor hit the three or was that against the suns i forget and was you know kind of the rest is history second he went down i don't think anyone thought he was coming back and you could kind of see that it was going to be chris paul's last run it was a hell of a last run in the playoffs with him but it was going to be the last run for that team the last dance if you will and that's kind of set the pelicans on the path where they are today so that's going to do it for this edition of locked on pelicans thank you all for listening i'll be back tomorrow for the friday show tell your smart device to play podcast hollinger and duncan get some front office insider experience here on your daily pod on your podcast a part of the locked on podcast network as always i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on twitter i'll be back with you all tomorrow